Today we're joined by Shane. Uh, Shane is a former member of the Defence Forces and you have your own business now. I do, yeah, yeah. So I have um, a sports technology company that I'm running. Um, I set up probably two two years ago now. Probably two. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, it's not. It's only it's only about 13, 14 months that it's up and running. But I've been working on it over the last two years. Oh. And uh, I work with the Dublin GEA as well. Okay. With, uh, I'm coaching. Kept yeah. busy. Kept busy, yeah. Yeah, two young kids as well. So uh, <laughs> it, does, it, does, it never ends, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And are you out of the army long now? Or? I'm out. I left in 2016. Okay. So what I was doing at the time, I was... Uh, studying business um part-time in dbs oh, yeah. so i was in i was in the seven battalion i was working in support company and i started doing i i, I done a, a degree a part-time degree in, in business and project management right. um and then i was halfway through that so i was in year two okay. and someone got on to me uh he, he, he runs a, a financial technology company and he I was talking to him looking for advice off him about oh. career decisions and stuff like that and he said look they were they were he recruiting heavily at the time yeah. and they said look there's an opportunity to come in here and uh and learn as you're, as you're studying actually learn uh, in real life as well you know so oh, yeah. that's what I end up doing Jumped yeah 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 and yeah. now that you're out now right so 2016 do you miss it or? um like anyway, I suppose when you when you talk to the lads, you, when you say yeah, they are, you, you get the same responses in. Ah, you miss the crack, or you miss the lads. Um, probably don't miss the commitment that it that it that it took. So I had my daughter Quiva was born in twenty thirteen, um, and I, I have a young lad Killian, he was born in twenty twenty sixteen, I think. Yeah, twenty sixteen. But. Uh, yeah, it was time. You you could yeah. see the time, the weekends away, and and the duties during the week. You know this sort of yeah. stuff. And I don't to, to actually um, to do the to do the degree. I think it was I think it was a five grand I needed to get up initially. Right. Yeah. So I end up doing then in in just twenty fifteen. I end up going overseas. So I said, look, I'll, I'll do one more trip overseas and get the money up, and then that's what I'll put into and for the education. You know, so yeah. that's what I end up doing. So. Um, I don't. I don't regret the decision leaving or anything like that. No. Oh no. yeah. Uh, it was just the next. It was just the next step. The you next know. Step, yeah. 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 Well, I often wonder like what I regret. Um, no, yeah. Like I think I would have been twenty eight because I joined when I was seventeen. Like with like the full. Yeah. Pension. Yeah. Twenty three. Twenty three in September. Jeez, only three years. Do you know yeah. what? I was the same. I joined. I joined in two thousand and four. Right. So I was. I was seventeen as well. Um, but we joined when I joined. I joined the end of April. Uh. 2004 and the Harrington Road Agreement was just was just signed at the beginning of April so it kicked in so I was I was never going to get me pension at 21 years yeah. unless I think it was you were a sergeant or a CS or higher or something like that you know yeah. so uh, yeah I made a conscious decision then that yeah. after the 12 years I was, was going to have to do something anyway yeah. so I'm 30, 36 now so in two years time say I would have been uh, yeah. finished in the army so I had to put something in place I had to do some sort of course or something to, to set me up yeah. for when I, when I finished so that, that was the reason one, one of the main reasons anyway to yeah. go back to college you know yeah, good enough, but yeah. do you remember your first day then going into the army I do yeah 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 <laughs> so again it's funny I, I was um, I was only 17 but before that, so just before that, so I, I turned 17 in, in the end of January, right. and by the end of April, I was up in Dundalk yeah. uh, as a recruit. So we, we, I trained the 27th Battalion, and uh, I, I forgot, I, I think we had to have passport photos or something. I couldn't even, I didn't even drive at the time, I had to get my mad to drop me up to the barracks, you know. But uh, I didn't have passport photos, and I went into the chemist, and they, they didn't have the yoke, so I ended up having to go up to the airport on the way up. Stopping in the airport, going in, finding somewhere to get the passport photos. You know, Cause I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue what was going on at the time. Sure, you're like that. Only seventeen, yeah. but um, I'm out for me out for He didn't want me now. He, I I was playing actually. I played with um, I was playing minor with Dublin at the time, holding the football, but uh. My outfit wouldn't sign, so I, because you were seventeen, you had to sign yeah, the yeah, waiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so my outfit wouldn't sign the uh, the waiver for me, you know. So my mad did. <laughs> so he, so he, but uh, I do still talk. It's funny I do talk to him now, like, and he says, "Look, it was a good decision in the end. You got there in the end, you know." Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, funny. But yeah, I remember going in. Into Why wouldn't he sign it? He just didn't. He want didn't. didn't want. He didn't want me going into the army. I, I, I the good chance. I, I, so I was at the time Dublin. 
it's different now, but Dublin GA are minor uh, county level was under 17s and under 18s. Right. So I would have been under 17 first year minor. So you had two years to, 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 to make the team or to, to compete in the team. Yeah. But my first year, I end up spending in recruit training. So I missed the whole year of, of, oh, of games, okay. you know. So uh, that was one of the reasons. And then the other reason was he wanted me to go to college and, and, yeah. and probably focus on having a career like my parents they both worked with CIE so I suppose they wanted me or all that kids probably to, to go do, do better or whatever or yeah. whatever you know so um, yeah so the first day yeah in Dundalk and I, was, I didn't, have, didn't have a clue what was going on to be honest but uh, I was standing outside and I, I, I met a lad that I actually played I played hurling with down in um, in Galway I was on the there was this like advanced summer camp for for lads that had potential in Horland so right. I, I met a fella down there who was a few years older than me and I was standing outside getting the uniform in, in one of the buildings there in Dundalk and uh, there he was standing beside me so straight away I was like oh happy day at least I knew someone you know yeah. but um, yeah then onto the back of a truck and all of a sudden we were told we were going to Monaghan you know yeah so everyone on the back of the truck whatever it was 40 minutes an hour later we're up in Monaghan then and, that, and that's where we spent that's where we done recruit training so uh yeah, yeah, fond memories actually. It was good. It's like, you know, what it's like when you look, when you talk to lads that you went to school and all. Yeah. It, it's not great when you're there, but when you're afterwards and you're looking back on it, you yeah, say, Jesus, it was a great laugh yeah. or it was a great time, yeah. Or I got through that house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hell, hell, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to be a walk over the last three days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what what's about to happen? But um, yeah, a lot of the. A lot of the stuff yeah a lot of the things I would have done throughout the army or throughout my career within the, uh, the defence forces is like that you look back at it and go jeez that was some experience or something and yeah. so stuff that you wouldn't get in any other uh, walk of life or any other uh, career you know yeah. um, when you're in did you do your two three star in Monaghan then as well or were you back down to the 27th then no we done everything so we done everything in Monaghan um, I think a crowd came in afterwards then as well and that was the end I think they, they closed down the barracks then in Monaghan then soon yeah. afterwards but um yeah, so uh, yeah, we done everything. So we done we done the two star training initially, and then we do, we done a three star training up there as well. Do you remember our buddy? Do I do? Yeah, yeah, he's still in. I think still in, he's based he? down in. Um, I think he's in Galway somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but uh, good times. Yeah, and, and and again, there was a group of us that stayed friends for for life. You know, so you, you mightn't see them for a couple of years, but when you do, all of a sudden it's like you you you, you haven't missed them or you you haven't. Yeah, I, I haven't left, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Do I still? There's a few weak points now. Yeah, yeah. I think my strong points now. I used to be very fit as well, so I think we'll have to be weak points. But uh, yeah, funny. And something to us. Yeah, yeah. Very funny. Some grief. Yeah. But um, you're out. You, you finished. You finished training, right? Um, yeah. Where did you end up then after training? Like, were you kept up north or were you moved? No, north? we were moved straight down. We went down to the fifth battalion then at the time. Okay. So uh, I think there was about twelve of us. All together from from the whole recruit uh, platoon. Yeah. We, there was actually two uh, platoons, so everyone then. If, if you went over the second battalion, but the majority, so it was about twelve of us then that went into McKee into the fifth battalion. Yeah, north side then originally, right? North side, so I don't from right. fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. McKee then. So. Ah, yeah, it was ideal. It was only what, fifteen minutes up the road. Yeah, yeah. So it was a really good and really good culture there at the time as well. So before the the reorg, it was really good. So yeah. obviously there's a massive history there with people and and. At the time, people were spending their careers in the same unit, so so the likes of the the, the senior NCOs and stuff like that would have been there all the way through. So yeah. there was a great culture in the place, I think. Yeah, no, I was at a company. Yeah, yeah. So I was in a company. I spent a couple of years there, and then done done signals. I ended up done the signals course. Yeah, that's the first course you got then, was it? Or no, no, first course would have been. I, would have we would have done four sides? I do, I done four sides, and then I done. I think it was a vector mortar or something like that, and and that qualified me for overseas. So that so yeah so I think it was two thousand six then. So it was two years in, two thousand six. Then we went to Kosovo, two thousand six two thousand seven. Yeah, we would have went to Kosovo. So I had to get them courses done yeah. to to qualify or to, to get a spot exactly. Yeah. yeah. You have to get like a, you have to meet a certain criteria. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So that that's what he did, and a few lads would have got, a few of the older lads would have got. Um, I think it was the lab that went to, before it stopped, so they, they would have went to lab initially, right. and then it was just a lot of them got driving course and stuff. But I was actually still too young to actually do any of that, you know. Yeah, so, like 21, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, so that's what I ended up doing then. I ended up doing whatever courses I could do then to get overseas. So that's what I did then initially. And then the signals course then, was that like the infantry signals course or was that the comps course that you got? Uh, no, it was only infantry signals. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up then working in um, signals then in the 5th Battalion. Yeah. So you would have been kept busy enough there, and the cash escorts. Yeah, at the time, yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. It was the main thing was cash escorts, um, and there was only say, say there was ten of us in the, in, in the unit or whatever it was, and uh, you had lads overseas. You had lads looking for promotion or whatever, and then you had lads filling in the gaps then with with cash escorts or stand twos and stuff like that. You yeah, know, yeah. so so that's what we done then initially. Being kept busy enough with the cash with, escorts. With, they're yeah. gone now, though, as well, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're in signals then. You done a PTI course then as well, did you? Mm. Was that in the army then, or was it? Also yeah, yeah. So I did. So what happened then when I came back from Costco. came back from Costco, Yeah, I um, the next step would have been promotion. The next step would have been an NCOs course. And yeah. then around, I think it was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. They put they put a hold on overseas and they put a hold on promotion then as well. Yeah. So I sort of left in limbo. So what I end up doing. They ran a, a leaving cert course, so I never, I, I hadn't done me leaving. I left school when I was like that seventy and I just just torn seventy. Yeah. So I, I'd never done the leaving cert. So in two thousand and two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I ended up going back and doing the leaving cert through the army. Oh, so yeah. I ended up going to Pierce College there in Crumlin, yeah. um, and done the two year uh, leaving cert cycle. Yeah. So that that to me that that was a game changer then for for me within with the army. So I I was I the bad experience with education growing up so yeah. I, I went to an all-lawyer school which was which was great yeah. for uh the culture it's like forward for the Irish culture and the Irish language and stuff was great yeah. but then when i went then i, I that was school in shock lake which is um uh, a school in ballymun really small i think at the time there might have been only 200 pupils maybe yeah okay. so it was a real family community type uh okay. type uh school and then we end up moving then into clash to where which was based in parnell uh, square and another Irish school but then the Irish didn't suit me then once i went up to the next level but like as in you're doing say your junior surgery you're leaving surgery it was all uh, Irish so you can think about when you're doing science or whatever and some of, so, some of the words that you'd be using or even in maths and stuff like that some of the language you're using and trying to translate that then into Irish or it's been taught you in Irish and then trying to translate it to understand it in English was I found the challenge and anyway so uh, I ended up moving then to an Eng I, I, St. Kevin's there in Finglas for I'd done a year there before I joined the army but I didn't have I didn't have a positive experience with uh, with school or education yeah. until I'd done my leaving cert then through the army True. and uh, over in Paris College and the one thing that like I always say it wasn't. It, it didn't even matter the subjects that you were doing. What they were teaching you was how to learn. That's that's basically what I came out with after the two years, yeah. which was unbelievable. Like because I I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had that that experience. I wouldn't have had a clue. So I would have struggled. You no, know, even with the army, like course you do in the army, yeah. and uh, it just gets bit into you. Basically, you, you just <laughs> keep doing and doing and doing until yeah. you get it right. You know. So it was a completely different experience then and, and it's something that helped me outside like and, and that's where yeah. i am now is, is down to that is that two years that i've done that leaving cert course which was see when you're in school right and yeah. you left did you were you still in school and then you left then to go join the army straight away or were you kind of in limbo for a while no no i was I, i'll never forget it i was um working i was in four i was only gone into fourth year in in school and we right. were doing work experience and it was january and I was up, I was working as a labourer, doing work experience as a labourer for a bricklayer. Right. And he lived in Ashbourne. So we were doing a job out in Maid somewhere. Anyway, he dropped me back to Ashbourne to get the 103, the bus to, to back to Fingus. And it was manky dirty, and it's a bus airing bus, right? So, okay. <laughs> right, so I went to get on it, and the bus fan goes, No, not a chance of you sitting on my chair. You're not getting on the bus. Well, like, oh, yeah, it was manky dirty. We think I was digging a bloody foundation or something all day, you know? Right. So it was, it was in bits. And I don't, I don't think I had a phone at the time or the phone was dead or whatever. So I ended up walking from Ashbourne back to Fingers, which was about, I think it's about 14, 15K on, yeah. on an old back road all the way back down. And when, by the time I got back to Fingers that night, I was like, I'm going into the army, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was it. So I, I transitioned straight from fourth year, like straight, I was still in school. Yeah. And then I was gone then. The following week then I was up and recruit training, you know? Well, yeah. I, I left school right twice yeah. and like the way I left the army twice <laughs> but uh, I left school when I was 16 for an apprenticeship right mm. uh, apprenticeship as a plumber I hate it yeah. I think I was there for six months and I left school in let's say the March 
And I was out to get back into school then. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, we know what you mean. Yeah, so yeah. So I got back into school in September, but the deal was, I was like, well, I'm not going back to school next year. Signed the forms to let me join the army because I was right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they were looking to sign the forms to let me to let me sign up for the army. Right. But I was in the army then from signing up in September. I was in then in the the January. I started in the January, 28th of January is when I started. Yeah. And uh, I just found like the apprenticeship and working on the construction sites were so much harder than actually being in the army. Now, oh, really, yeah? Not the, the workload was actually harder in the army, right? Yeah. Being an apprentice, you're like on your own, like getting shit. Do you know what I mean? And oh, you know what you mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like a billy goal for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you save your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And got the only shop runs and things like that, like your heart was broke. Yeah. Whereas in the army, like, you know, it was hard, right? It definitely was hard. Yeah. And it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. But you were together, like, with a lot of people. So, yeah, you're all going through it. Someone else was suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were suffering on your own. Yeah. It's like, so it's funny, like a lot of lads like go down that route. I think probably an apprenticeship be up there with army training, like because you're on your own. Like, oh, you true, know? exactly. Yeah, it could do. Yeah, yeah. And again, especially when you're going into a situation like that where you're young, you probably don't have the skills. You don't have the life skills that to be able to deal with some of that stuff. Especially nowadays, the way things are and the way the way say kids are being treated or muddy coddled or wrapped in bubble wrap and all this sort of stuff and then all of a sudden when they're 17 18 you're out in the real world there and that that that, that attitude might be grand for people that are going to college and they have time then to mature even further yeah. but from from the, the last time i know and the last time i played football in hurling with it, it can be real eye-opener all of a sudden like you, you actually yeah. see you see them bouncing around especially the young lads around 16 17 when they start their apprentice the ones that they start with it's not the ones that they end up doing so they end up bouncing around to two or three of them until they until they mature a small bit and then fall into a place that they like you know so uh well, even yeah. lads even lads that like we'd interview here like that had apprenticeships mm. that maybe done like six months or a year in the apprenticeship like oh why did you leave oh just getting a lot of grief on my own exactly, exactly yeah i was getting yeah. the bus then from like you know wherever you're from north dublin all the way down to south dublin or yeah um, south dublin all the way out to north dublin you're going all over the place like, yeah 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 one place for like a period of time so it's like this yeah thing, right? yeah but, yeah uh, it's interesting though to see like that's why there is such a shortage right because it's hard to to be an apprentice uh, it is yeah so yeah yeah i think so yeah i like again i just think it's uh getting the skills at an at a, uh, an earlier age i've uh a cousin of mine he's actually uh he was in school he's, he finished i think he was in fourth year going into fifth year but uh again it wasn't his skill wasn't for him but he's after going now he's after going into there's a college there up in Whitehall, and what they uh, what they do is they focus in on lads that are looking to go into apprenticeships. So they'll do so he'll do another year in school, say. But what he'll end up doing, it's all focused in on different careers. So whether it's he might do a semester doing woodwork, or he might do a semester doing metalwork, or whatever it is. Yeah. But it's all geared towards getting him in a position that he can go then and do his uh, apprenticeship. You know, That's so so oh, yeah, so there's definitely more opportunities like that nowadays as well for people. You yeah, know, so. I know my school had like work on that work. Yeah, thought, like, the apprenticeship was the route I wanted to get out. Yeah, but um, you got the leaving cert anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're there for two years. Yeah. Um, like how did that work then in the army? Right, so you applied in the army, you got the leaving cert course, yeah. and then you got basically the school term off work. Basically, you had to do duties then in between. Or so you done you done one duty a month. So you're at, you're actually you are transferred down to the brigade training center in the Brewer. That's the the BTC. Yeah. So that's where we are based down for two years, and you worked with them. So basically, you worked, you done one duty a month, right. and then one weekend. It had to be a weekend because uh, yeah, yeah, because obviously you were school during the day. And then other than that, then you were doing your your uh, school timetable. That's what you're focusing on. Yeah. So I know you. There was options to do it down the core or there was options to do it in Pierce College in Dublin and yeah. Pierce College still suited me better. Yeah. That's um, the one I've right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then after that then, say, during your midterms or your Christmas around, you would be uh, brought back to the unit. But you had all your leave and stuff like that, so you, you'd end up taking the leave. So you, you weren't really... Yeah. You weren't really there other than one one Saturday or uh, one Sunday a month, you know. Would you back like on the midterm break runs? Would you back in for the week? But that's what I say, you could, yeah. but we end up taking your leave then, yeah, yeah. your annual leave. So yeah. so you weren't really, you know. And then back for the summer kind of thing. And then back, yeah, yeah, you went back, went back for the summer. Um, I'm trying to remember, did you go back to your unit or did you stay? I think you went back to your unit. I think you went yeah. back for, for the two months or whatever it was. Yeah, Which are uni, yeah. It's a hard course to get though as well, the leaving course. Two or three people get it a year, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there was. I'm trying to think now. There was two from our from from my unit. There was two from the 27th and two from the second. So there was six altogether. Six. I think that done it over the two years. Um, and then in our second year, there was another crowd then coming in doing their fourth yeah. year. You know, so yeah. And did you find no when you went back right to do the leaving cert? Did yeah. you find it hard to leave in cert? No, because I never done it before. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I know experience yeah. in it, you know. So I, I like to do that. Leave it to do your leaving cert. It was the it's the leaving cert cycle. So you do fifth and sixth year. Sure. So yeah, you know. So it wasn't no. So I just went in with me my eyes open and said, look, I'm just gonna give it a go and see what happens. And I think by doing it at, at an older age, or maybe it was just because it was in Pierce College, the focus wasn't really on the subject. The focus was on teaching you how to learn. Yeah. You know, like what skills you need, how how do you write an essay? What's how do you structure an essay? Yeah. How do you how do you read a book and then take that information and use it and, and make the points that you're trying to make? So that's the biggest thing that, that I learned. And then I also done actually um technical drawings and technical drawings at the time. Um, it's all it's, it's all computerized so it was all CAD is the name of the program yeah. so I end up with, with technology and then I end up with um, using that so there was, there, was a, there was a tool there that I was actually really good at and it was another indication to me that was actually technology was a, an area that I wanted to explore because yeah. it was something that yeah it was something that I was interested in and something, something that I picked up and understood you know so yeah. And you're back then in the unit then, right, after yep. the leaving cert. What, where are you at then? Are you back overseas or are you in the unit? Um, we went back. So as soon as I got back then, we were back, came back to the fifth. And then the reorg was happening. So there was a transition then from the fifth to the second. Yeah. Um, which I didn't want. I didn't want to go. You know, I, I don't <laughs> think anyone did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I end up trying, what I end up doing, and you know what's funny actually, the, the second year I was doing, we leave us here to end up buying a house as well. So with, with my partner Samantha, oh, yeah. so um, we had the house in Fingus. Um, we are transferring over. I didn't want to go. I was looking for a way to to stay in 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 McKee. So a trainee is. Uh, Cook's course came up, so oh, okay. the, yeah, so it was three months in the officer's mess, right? right. So uh, three months in the officer's mess, and you basically you, you worked with them, and at the, at the end of the three months, then you went on and you, you actually done the cook's course. Right. But I was brutal, like I, <laughs> I still can't cook, even after my time there, I still can't cook. But um, I said, look, it's a way. Look, I want to explore it anyway, and the, the fact that I was moving into the house as well, I said, look, I, I have to learn to do something, you know. Yeah. So in all fairness, it, it, three months, and it, it, a friend of mine that used to work there, he's retired. Uh, he was retired at the time as well, but uh, he got me in. He had a friend, you know, and yeah. the, he got me you in. And, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And he, he he was saying, look, just don't make a ball to yourself, you know, don't make a. <laughs> but um, you get in fairness, he gave me the chance for three months. Now, in all fairness, like I, I can poach eggs now, and I can make a. Right. I can make a roast dinner I suppose now and all this sort of stuff and I yeah. got that through that it was great experience but there was no way it was being kept on for the uh, for the cooks course you yeah, know yeah. so uh, I ended up being dragged back down to the fifth and then I was gone I was I moved over at the time I was actually in transport in, in the fifth battalion um, so I ended up going over to the seventh in the, the transport down in, in the seventh the yeah did you get my eyes did you or? I did so I, well, I ended up doing I had a plan so what ended up happening then when Cueve was born, Cueve, my daughter was born in 2013 yeah. and at that stage then I was looking at right, what different options can we do and stuff and we made that decision then, myself and Samantha made a decision, look, do an overseas trip and get um, the money up then to go to college and stuff. Yeah. So to get overseas, um, the, 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 one of the easiest spots that you can feel is if you're a Moag driver. Yeah. yeah, so that was the focus then. So when I went back over then to... When I went back over to, or when, when I went to the brew initially, then I ended up doing the Moa course, right. and, and that gave me the option then to, to, to or the opportunity to go overseas. Yeah. So that's the what Moa, I ended up doing. The Moa course then, that's in the Cora then for a few weeks. Yeah, that was in the Cora. So it was actually long. I think it's twelve weeks or something, maybe fourteen weeks altogether. Yeah, so yeah. it's pretty intense now. Yeah. The course, um, but really good, really enjoyable, and it's something that yeah. I still like doing. I still like dri- like I actually like driving, you know. So yeah. uh, something I do. But yeah, so I done the Moags. And that gave me my ticket then to, to head to the lab then in 2016. But before you become a Moai driver, right, you have yeah. to do Jeeps, Jeeps and trailers, minibus, and then truck. That's right, yeah, do yeah, you yeah. Do trailer before you do Moai? Um, no, you don't have to do You don't have to do it. So um, right. I didn't do the truck and trailer. I done, yeah, I done the Jeeps, 
the trailer, the minibus, yeah. the trucks, and then so I started that. I done all. I done all the 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 jeep and all that sort of stuff in the fifth battalion, and then when I went over to the uh, to the seventh when it was set up, then I um, that's what I just done the Mowax then. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, have to point for the course then, don't you? Have to be TOET. You, you have to be up to TOET level. So we done before we left. We done like a two weeks refresher, refresher type thing. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. So that got us up to that level, and then that quite that was one of the pre uh, pre uh, prereqs before the um, the MOA course. Right. A bit like you, you have to have your ITs done, you have to yeah. have your medical done, and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Is that exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. And yeah. in the lab, then in the MOA, right? Yeah. Are we in the MOA once then over here, or? Yeah. So most of the trans, most of the, the time. So there was a an hour post actually. Two four five or something like that, whatever it was called. I can't remember, can't remember now. So yeah, as soon as we got to the lab, we were out there for two months. Okay. So we spent the first eight weeks in an outpost, and you're on the blue line and um, Israel. You're just you're, you're monitoring Israel, but um, yeah. So we would have been the Moag drivers. So everywhere you everywhere you went, there was a couple of jeeps there. So if you're going back to the camp or whatever, but if you're going out with the with the lads, you would have been in the Moags, you know. So yeah. Okay. yeah so you would have spent most of most of the time, most days. You, You'd be doing maintenance checks and stuff like that, you know, and yeah. then you'd be out driving them. Yeah. So, what's the mission out on the lab? It's to monitor the ceasefire is it between Israel and Lebanon. Is that what it is? Yeah, and observe. Uh, it's, it's more like a, an observation post, really. That's yeah. what you're doing. You're observing what's going on in the area, yeah. you know, and then everything gets reported back. Like, and if you think of, think about the UN, they they're everywhere, you know, and that that just yeah. helps build that picture of of what's going on, you know. So you're back from overseas then. Yep. You, into college and DBS. Into college and DBS. How did you, yeah. how did you decide what you're going to do in DBS? Um, I didn't. So the the, the best option in, in with, with Dublin Business School, I knew I wanted to do something with business. So I knew that's where I wanted to go because yeah. again, I'm not like I wasn't going to be an apprentice. So I wasn't going to go back and, and and do stuff like that. I'm actually great with my hands. You know, yeah. I, like if I have a problem, if I have a problem in my gaff, I just ring my brother or, yeah. or my uncle or someone, and they come and fix it. You know, yeah. so uh, so I, I knew it was going to be something in the in the, in the corporate space. So um, so the the degree I did in business management. What you did was your first two years was general business, okay. and then it was the third year. Then you you focus on on your main points. So right. I said I'll go in and I'll do the general stuff, yeah. and then by the time that's done, I should have an idea of where I want to go. Yeah. And did you leave in between doing the degree, or did you leave after you done your degree? Yeah, so during it, so I done me first, done me first year in DBS. So I was still in the army, and then I was halfway through my second year, yeah. and. I text. I actually got on to a fella that I played football with, um, and he was the CEO of of a fintech company. Now I didn't know how big they were. I actually didn't. I didn't know much about financial technology or anything like that. And I just text him, looking for a bit of a voice about where what should I do. It was actually that question of at the end of the business management, what should I focus in on? I was thinking of uh, psychology, like business psychology and stuff like that. And he put me. He he. He just said, "No, what you want to look at is any like project management or product uh, consultant or anything like that." Yeah. So, through that conversation with him, he actually said they were expanding at the time. So that company is called Finergo. So uh, it's a, a an Irish fintech company, yeah. and it's worth it's, it's like it's it's worth over one point yeah. uh, two billion or whatever it is. That, how much it's worth now? But at the time, they were only grown. So there was only one hundred and fifty people working there. At the, uh, in 2016 yeah. and it, I think it's over 1500 it could be 2000 now at the minute but um, at the time they were expanding so they, I, I, it's hard to know they got a grant from Enterprise Ireland or they, they got an investment from Enterprise Ireland and they're looking to expand the organisation so he just offered me he said look yeah. there's um, graduate schemes coming up here if you want to uh, you want to apply for it and come in and that's what he ended up doing so yeah. I'll never forget, I was sitting at home one day after I came back from college and I was just sitting there with uh, my partner, Samantha, and I was, we were talking about, I was, look, I could, what, this job's here available if I want to take it, what do we do? And in all fairness, it was Samantha that said, look, in a couple of years, you're going to be looking for a, a, a position like this anyway, yeah. so why wouldn't you not do it now when it's been offered, you know? So yeah. that's what you end up doing, so that that's what made the decision. Right. Yeah. Big decision, all right, to take a job halfway through a degree and leave the army. Massive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I suppose, were you under, not, I wouldn't say under pressure to leave the army, but did you just want to out of the army then at that stage, or were you just done, like? 
Yeah, I was done. Do you know what I was when the when the kids were born? So we have two kids, uh, Quiva and Killian. Yeah. And it was when Quiva was born where I was saying I need to put something in place. It's grand. I I, I found the army grand when it was say it was just myself and Samantha, and there's no responsibilities. The only thing I had to concern about was when it, like playing football in Hurland was okay, making sure I was off for matches and training and stuff, you know. Yeah. But then when you're bringing kids into it then as well, there's there's more time there, you know. And yeah. I wasn't I wasn't willing to sacrifice my time for the army away from the kids and, and that so since the kids were born I was always looking and thinking about okay what's my next move how do I get out yeah. like there's nothing worse than Friday evening and you're in the office and, and you're looking to go home in the evening and all of a sudden yeah. you, I, I was in I, I, I worked a bit in um in support company in the office doing administration you know yeah. and on a Friday afternoon someone doesn't show up for duty or someone goes sick off a Saturday and all of a sudden you don't have any names or whatever it is and you're ringing people around or you end up getting caught yourself like you have your weekend plan and all of a sudden now it's changed you're on duty you know yeah. so stuff like that I wanted to avoid so I wanted to be able to get home every every night of the week and I want to spend my weekends with my family and my kids so yeah so that was the decision that, that was one yeah. of the main reasons of looking looking elsewhere you know and how did you find then, right down to the finishing off that where I am working like full time in the corporate world? Was um, it was grand. They were actually very supportive. So I um I went in as a graduate. So I went in as a, a QA. So it's a it's like a test testing the systems to make sure that they're yeah. working properly after after the the development team write the code and stuff. I was going in and check the code. So it was a great way to actually learn the product. It was a great yeah. way then to learn the corporate world because again, it was something I'd never been involved in, you know? Yeah. Um, and what they actually had then as well, they had a massive uh, catalog of interviews and videos of people from the organization, um, like training videos basically. Yeah. So I ended up doing, to get up to speed with it, I, I think I spent the first year I came into work probably an hour earlier. So say if I started at nine, I was coming in at eight yeah. and doing an hour on learning the, the fintech world yeah. and then doing my day's work and then the evening time then heading straight then over to DBS right. and doing the yoke. So DB, so it, it was grand and because I was treated say like as a junior member of the team, yeah. so there wasn't much pressure on you, you know. So you you right. like there wasn't too much responsibility at the time when I was doing it. So yeah. it it evolved quite quick then after that like it, yeah. it's quite like the stepping stones are quite steep in the, in an organisation like that so uh, but um, yeah so so that was it I just managed and poor old Samantha took up all the slack at home <laughs> <laughs> she, she still is today I'm not fearing it so fair, fair play to her exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and you just you, you move on from Finergo then and you set up on your you set up your own kind of technology company then. yeah so what, what I end up doing then so I I, I was in Finergo I started as a QA um, testing and then I moved into a PMO office which is a, a project managing office yeah. so we had clients around the globe and we had projects working with those clients mm -hmm. and one of the main focus points that we had then in the PMO was looking to see okay how can we how can we support the teams how can we put a process in place that we know that if you take these steps you're going to get the right outcome because yeah. technology is quite it's quite fragile, as you probably know. Like when you're when you're a project and, and you have deadlines and and there's there's people developing, there's people testing, and then there's the product consultant is getting stuff and and they're adding things in and the requirements are getting out of control. Like there's a lot of things going on. So the smoother or the the, the better you can stick to a process during the whole uh, during the whole uh, timeline, the better it is. So that's yeah. what that's what I focus in on. So I I was really focusing in on okay, what went well on the project. Okay. Can we do that across multiple projects? Okay. Um, so that that really taught me about the, the steps. So I was in, yeah. if we do this and do this and do this, you, you, you get this outcome. So that was one thing um, that I was focusing on. And then the other part then was just with um, with sports. So I've been... Uh, I've been playing sports for for years since I was five. I'm still playing now thanks, uh, at the minute. But um, the thing with, with GA or anything like that, they all have... it pathway like a development pathway yeah like the same thing so at the age of five you should be focusing on this and then at the age of six and seven and eight you should be doing these skills you know okay. so there's a process there so i was always intrigued about okay how could we like like in the pmo how, what, what can we do or can we put things in place that if we were to get this information we we could nearly you could nearly predict or you could you could judge where some where a player is going to develop or what areas of focus that they need to work on yeah 
so that that was an idea and then during the lockdown the GA ran a international hackathon it was like um like a technology competition oh, so again I stumbled across on on LinkedIn someone put up a like shared the post saying this is happening the next day right. so uh I said that like I, was, I wasn't doing that and else it was a Wednesday or something like goes out here I might as well do it so yeah. I end up logging in to the technology competition I never never done a hackathon before so I didn't realize I thought a hackathon was like something like you come up with an idea and you, you present the idea and then they say yeah that's a great idea but what they wanted was an actual they wanted something developed they wanted to see something at the end of it so yeah. the, the first day during the hackathon I had the idea anyway but the first day I uh I realized that I didn't have the skills to actually to, to, to develop the, the product or even an MVP like a, or or some sort of pilot version of the yoke. I didn't have the skills. So I rang a friend of mine that works in technologies. Um, he uh, works on apps. He's uh, an iOS developer. Okay. So uh, I ended up getting him and dragged him into it. <laughs> so after the three days, then we ended up winning it. So with the concept of, it was called the player passport. And the idea is that you you work on skills at the age of five and you, you work on skills at six and seven all the way through the different age groups yeah. but you're building a profile of that person all the way through so you're working on like say the fundamental movements of a five-year-old to make sure that they're able to run properly and jump properly and skip and stuff like that and then as they go through then as they're hitting nine and ten all of a sudden you look at the the skill-based activity so okay. say for hurling you're like can they pick it up properly can are the hands in the right positions on the hurl? Do they swing the hurl properly and stuff yeah. like that? So that was the idea, and we we built it the pilot anyway, and we ended up winning the competition. So we we ended up after the three days, we we won the competition, and with that then um, came different grants and different supports, you know, to actually take it to the next level. Yeah. So that's what we end up doing then. So we end up uh, taking the concept and then building the actual application itself. Yeah. So. To do that then, I worked with DCU, there's a, there's a group called Insight Analytics, um, they're based in DCU, and what they do is research projects and stuff, and they were working on a, a, an initiative called Moving Well, Being Well, which was all about kids' movements at, at, at a young age, yeah. so if you get the right fundamentals done correctly, well then, the chances of them being still involved when they're older and, and healthier and living a healthier uh, exercise, that's the research project that they were doing. So they wanted to see the co uh, the the different or the difference between or the, the yeah the correlation exactly yeah. between the two of them. And so they had the project done. So during actual lockdown, RTE were playing the moving well, being well videos. It was all it was on RTE yeah. uh, one of the kids' channels and stuff. So they had all the data points. At, at the time okay. so they had everything there and then Dublin GAA um, I worked with as well and again they had all the different data points that they were capturing manually so I, I took the stuff from with, with DCO and I took the stuff from Dublin GAA and I brought it together and created then the application you know um, so that was it so once we had the application that's the company came then afterwards you know okay. so so that's where it is so yeah. the application itself like, how, does, yeah. how does it work then like the, are you like watching like what movements then you should have like you're recording yourself and then like it's feeding in like no so yeah so basically the way it works is every every coach has access to the application it's a right. web based application so the coach has access to it he logs in and he, he, he creates the profiles of the players so he'll have it he can only see say his team is 20 players on the team yeah. or whatever it is um, and say for example he is under tense right yeah. he has a set of skills that he needs to test the lads with for under tens right so he goes in and again i'll use roll lift for example so say for example it's the roll lift yeah. so the coach will come in and look at young jimmy or whatever it is doing the roll lift and yeah. it's it's as simple as he can or he can't do it right so yeah. you click on that and that's fine so if you do that with the 20 kids and you do it with the five or six different skills that are you're meant to do all of a sudden now you get a real overview of areas of, of development or improvement or strength that you have within that team okay. so what happens then once you have that information captured then you can put a training plan into place to say okay we need to work on these skills okay yeah. for the next six weeks these are the exercises we're going to do and then you test them again then after the six weeks or eight weeks or wherever it is and then you see where they're improving or where they're where right. where you need to focus in on even further but if you do that say under 10s but when you look at a club if a club has 20 30 40 teams yeah. all of a sudden if every 
team is doing that all of a sudden the club can get a higher level or a holistic view of where they are regarding development you know oh, yeah. so so that's that's where it works and then you take it up the next level then and you have it at a Dublin county level or Dublin GA level all of a sudden they're looking down and saying okay here is where we are at a county level regarding yeah. development you know so so that's that's the there, that's the goal, or that that's the vision of where we're going to take that uh, yeah. the player passport. Yeah. And so let's say right, we, I'm a young five year old, right, yeah. I go in and I kind of develop up through the ranks, mm-hmm. through the different teams, right, and the coaches capturing the skills. Could then Dublin GAA or like county board, whatever it is, look at, you know, the overall data points for everybody, and see who the best players are with the best skill levels, and then kind of bring them to trials then for a county. Exactly, yeah. So then once you have the information, there's, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Obviously, yeah. GDPR and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah it does, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of red tape around the area that you have to be careful with. But yeah. it, it can be used for multiple different purposes, you know, okay. with the information. So, yeah. um, and that's the idea. We, we built another uh, version of the product for for DCU as well. So they're actually in primary schools looking at just focusing in on um, fundamentals. So that, that moving well, being well initiative that DCU initially done, it's like the next step on for that. So they're, they're running another project. So I, I built an application for them to allow them to capture that information as well. So when you think about it, like you're, you're in primary schools, if that's across look, and you're looking at uh, fundamental movements of, of primary school kids, all of a sudden now there's, changes that can be made nearly at a government level to just to say okay these are the things we need to put into place because there's data being captured there to say okay for the health of kids going forward or whatever it is that look here's the data points because at the minute it's known that there is going to be issues you can you can see the, the the issues that there is in the health system at the minute but also then in years to come like if we don't if you, if you don't get the kids off on the right step all of a sudden in 20 30 40 years time you're, you're going to have issues anyway yeah. but so people not know the real, what is an issue there the problem was there was no data being captured so right. what the application does is capture those points okay. you know so yeah, Mad actually, like, yeah. When you think about it, yeah, can like even prim- that could probably influence like the direction of like what should we taught in like PE subjects then, like throughout the school years or whatever, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So that's so they're, they're DCU are running that. So what I'm doing basically is I'm supporting the organizations to do that for themselves, yeah. you know, that way. So, so, so that's what's happening. So, um, yeah, so it's going well at the minute, and then I'm working as a GPO with the GA. So, um, what's a ga- GPO? Sorry. Yeah, it's a, a games promotion officer. So, okay. basically, what I'm doing there, I'm 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 hired by the GA to go in and promote the games right. within clubs. So, okay. the top I have on here, this is Aaron Gabrad. This is who I'm involved with. They're based out in uh, Ongar, Clonee, just on the border with Clonee there. But um, so I'll go around and support them with the. Uh, initiatives that they're trying to run within the club yeah. so whether it's promotion through schools or summer camps or training courses or whatever it is or coaching yeah. education that's my job I, I go in and provide that that training for them or the, the support they need so it's kind of like if let's say a skill and talent let's say you know the the primary school ever like wanted to play for ballyboden you would go into the school where ballyboden is close to and to promote kind of ballyboden as a club and it, it, exactly get guys down or girls down for like camogie or hoarding or gaff on open days basically in the club. basically yeah yeah so the main target should be at, at the, the again it's a five and six years of age you want you want to get them at a grass roots level yeah but you get them there yeah you can have a bigger influence if you if you're attracting kids say the ages of 11 and 12 if they are into sports at that at, at that stage yeah. they're already playing the sports so they're either playing their basketball or their soccer or their wh- whatever it is so yeah. you really need to get them as early as possible okay. so say from junior infants up to first class would be your main target audience that you want to you want to get yeah okay. yeah and then i'd run the the nursery say on a saturday morning then so for them kids so you're, you're after being working within the schools during the week yeah. then they have a face then on a saturday morning that they recognize right. and then hopefully that starts building the the connection or the relationship between the the, the child and the club for the future you know oh, yeah yeah so you're out of the army now, right? You're, out the you're, army, you're doing yeah. all that now. Would you recommend um, the army as a career option now? Um, good question. I don't, would I, yeah, I, I, do you know what? I probably, I probably would because the yeah. the skill sets that I that I have 
that, I, that I've got throughout my career it's all been through the army because it's been probably the only career that, I've, that I had yeah. and that's where I built up my foundation like my own development um, was all through the army so I done, I, I done nearly every course I possibly could as a private yeah. within the army you know like I done my first computer course was in the army I done ECDL through the army so right. I, I, they were all skills that I used as soon as I left yeah, yeah. it was brilliant and it's a great way, great place to learn as well um, I don't know if you would recommend it or it'd be as a full career nowadays I, yeah. like my approach was always get as much as I could out of it yeah. and, and then move on to something else so I, I would recommend people doing that yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. I, I do the same about, like, I don't think it's for everybody I don't think yeah. everybody should join but I definitely think if uh, you can get in and do five, five or six years um, then take it yeah. Yeah. Learn a lot, mate. yeah I, I yeah. remember talking to lads when we were in Kosovo I think they were Swedish or, or Finnish and what they were doing was they went in and got a couple of courses right. um, they got an overseas trip and then they got their credits so they got whatever they needed then to go back to college it, it, it was like like a stepping stone or like a, right. a way to qualify to, to, to go back into college then yeah. and like something like that would be ideal for the army where you you, you went in at a young age yeah. not knowing probably what you want to do or whatever and yeah. um, do your get your courses done get an overseas trip done mature a good bit or mature a lot yeah. and then see where you want to go but then have the steps in place to say if i do want to go back to college okay here's your option or we can make this happen through whatever schemes and and in all fairness they are doing that like again i do me leaving cert i done a, a pti car it wasn't a PTI course, but I studied uh, sports in, in DCU and the army helped me or supported me through that, through with yeah. um, with grants and stuff like that. So yeah. there is things there for people that if they want to go in and, 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 and learn and then move on to something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, there, there changes that. Like, if you get promoted now, I think you get the equivalent of a level six and then if you get promoted exactly. again, then exactly. sergeant's like level exactly. seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good. Yeah. In, that, in that sense. But in terms of... Um, like the transition then right from like being a soldier kind of going out to the civilian world how did you find the transition like was it easy for you was it hard for you like it sounds like you are pretty busy like during that transition so yeah it was yeah and I, yeah, like, yeah it probably helped me actually the, the busy part I think the hardest part was probably the language okay. <laughs> was learning to, to speak uh, properly or, or what yeah. you know the way with, with, with the art like you'd be having the crack or you'd be saying stuff that sometimes yeah. isn't probably appropriate for outside civilian uh, yeah. life but um I found that probably to be the hardest or, or speaking to you know I found in the corporate within the army then there was always the structure or the ranking system there yeah. and you always respected and listened and you very rarely questioned uh, the rank above you or when you were told to do something or you were given an order you did it yeah. I found that actually quite challenging that I still done that when I, when, when I was in, uh, in Fenergo you were still doing that yeah. but what they didn't want you they didn't want you doing that they didn't want you agreeing with everyone all the time what they wanted to do was people to push back and challenge the yeah. decisions being made and I found that actually quite tricky to actually learn the challenge because you'd be, you'd be sitting in the boardroom similar to this and you know they're doing something or they're saying something that, that's incorrect or it might have a, a negative impact to a project yeah. and you don't say anything initially now it, it Look, after about six or seven months, when I got comfortable in it, then I, I, I was willing to, to speak up. But yeah. that I think that was actually probably the most challenging part yeah. of the transition. Well, it's the same. I think, like, because like, I obviously worked on the offside and everything, mm. you'd have to get signed off on like, certain decisions or whatever, right? Like, I'd always be saying, oh, is it okay if I do this? Like, or is this okay? Like, I've got this done, but can I do it? Like, you yeah, know, yeah, I was, yeah. I like, asking for permission, like, so it can be. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Tricky, yeah. Yeah, I, I got, I was over in uh, Paris. Um, I was, I was there about a year I was in Fenergo about a year and I was, I was, I was still in I was still testing and we were, we were signed there with a client a, 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 a huge client anyway we were in a boardroom and I was representing the, the QA which is the testing and um, I was asked a couple of questions <laughs> and you, you know yourself I wasn't sure I'm like I was still a junior you know and I yeah. was like ah oh, yeah 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 and, and you're doubting yourself or you're not sure whether to back yourself, you know? Yeah. And then, in all fairness, I was, I was talking to one of the senior uh, members of the company then at the time, and they were saying, look, go in there with confidence, make your decision. If it's not right, it can be fixed or whatever. But you yeah. you back what you, you think is best. And th and yeah. I, that was probably the best advice that I got because that's that, that was the attitude that I always have and I still have to, to, yeah. to today now because of that. But uh, yeah, very funny, very daunting then. I was yeah. in the oak, yeah. I was, I was, I was far from uh, the Glen of a Mall that day in, <laughs> in, in the middle of Paris, yeah. Yeah, funny. But the, um, 
I suppose there was a question asked right at a seminar is that like it was like an mm. ex-army team with the O&E and it was like do you think do you think the the defence forces creates entrepreneurs right yeah um, we've asked to, I've only asked it to two or three different people like, but what's your opinion like do you think the defence forces creates entrepreneurs or do you think it creates leaders Um, it's a good question I I, I don't know I think it it provides you with the skill sets. I think I, I think the army provides you with skill sets that you, you can take into any into any walk of life. To be honest, yeah. like the the skill sets that I've picked up, like 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 small like punctuality or or neat dress or or stuff like that or or how to respond or how to treat people with respect or doing stuff that you might necessarily agree with that like although you, you say you want to be pushing back but being able to do something and say right there's a bigger cause for this or it's it, it, for a yeah. bigger reason and stuff like that so all that type of all those type of skills that you learn in the army it's stuff that you use outside or yeah. stuff that, that that you should be doing outside so um i i, I think it depends on on the person i think you the skills are there the opportunities are there for yeah. to do whatever you want as in upskilling and stuff like that through the army so yeah you could see why it develops leaders especially with, with um, young officers yeah. doing the cadetship like it's very intense the, the cadetship is very yeah. intense uh, I think it's two years or whatever they do and then they're they drop straight in then into a leadership role and I like, can imagine how intimidating it is with a young officer in his early 20s and he's dealing with an old sergeant that, that that's close to retirement and he's been around the block he's probably twice or three times his age or whatever you know yeah. so you, you can see how how that dynamic can can develop leaders and even with entrepreneurs um the amount of people I, I i've met through like that that were in yeah. the army that are out doing their own thing or have their own companies and stuff like that as well yeah. so uh i don't think you get another job that would be able to provide you with those skills no no you know? i don't think so either yeah. camaraderie as well. exactly very different yeah. like yeah like, oh, I won't say I didn't like yeah it was it was a bit turbulent for me to believe in it but just, was it yeah? Like, yeah. yeah well like I just like I didn't know like you know like I didn't like so I, was, I went I left school right I went into the army and I was all I knew for like 10 years ago, yeah like, yeah in the yeah. 20s yeah. and then I was going to this corporate job where like off you go now it's on you yeah it's, it's like, the unknown really is it yeah it's okay if I do this like yeah yeah it's like, like yeah yeah just get it yeah done. yeah let's do it yeah yeah but I don't that's only it's a phase it's just a bit of like retraining or yeah. just, just, it's just switch the mindset switch, yeah. exactly that's all and, exactly but um, yeah. I, I don't know I think it, I think it creates both entrepreneurs and leaders but like I have another guy on um, the CEO of Skills Vista Jason hmm. and he was saying it probably creates more leaders because you're taught to conform like you know and just get you know send that message down and get it done Yeah. whereas like I don't think it creates both right because like a lot of soldiers have nixers right yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I know I was doing photo booths at the weekend as well. Was it? Is yeah, that what you were doing? At weddings and stuff, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I was like, and then you have like lads that would be like PTs and um, would have their own like boot camps and stuff like yeah. that in the mornings for work and, you know, yeah. doormen or whatever. And then yeah. some lads have some funky nicks some lads are taxi drivers or whatever. So, I don't know, like, I think the, the, make a, the make a money mindset is, is definitely just. It, yeah, it, I don't. It, it could be sense. now. You, you could put that down to the because the wage is so poor that people have to go out and do another job as well. Yeah, yeah, that's but, the way it is. yeah but um, yeah, I think if the drive is there, like you, you can tell, like some lads, I, I know lads that went into the army and done nothing, yeah, and then end that's up true, leaving yeah. with nothing, you know, and then yeah. other lads that have that absorb everything or do every course up, skill themselves and and go out flying. So I think it's down to the person and and you using the opportunities that present themselves for you, you know, so. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um. No. Oh, good. Any questions for me? No. 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 Grand. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play.